Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Menig with Business Accelerants. Each of these sessions, I have a conversation regarding the seven forces in your business and in your career with the expectation that you'll gain some insight that's going to get you more money from your business and more time for your life. Today, we're going to talk about a popular approach to business management. It's called EOS for Entrepreneur Operating System. It was detailed in the best-selling book, Traction. With me today is Julie Marquis, a professional EOS implementer. Welcome, Julie. Thank you, Paul. Thanks for having me. It's great. Um, OS. I, OS comes up everywhere. I had to update my iOS on my laptop I, or on my uh, iPad Pro. My Mac OS just got updated to Monterey or some other island name. Uh, I've got Watch OS that got up implemented to 8.1, I think it was. I use the term boss for business operating system strategy uh, and talk about whether who is your boss or what is your boss. But EOS has been around for a while, and it, if I'm not mistaken, it starts with the what was the entrepreneur or is the entrepreneur organization, and then some things that were learned there. So uh, I'm going to be curious to know a little bit more about your impression of EOS. And I wanted to mention that I actually have a client that's probably about um, $80 million in size. They've been using EOS for about three years now, from what I can tell. They had somebody come in, do the work with them over a period of time, and uh, then they uh, have now taken to where they're doing it themselves. So they tell me about climbing rocks, overcoming issues, having L10 meetings, which in this is football season might be huddle meetings. Uh, <laughs> and now it's October, so they should be re uh, refreshing their VTO for a vision traction organizer. Mm -hmm. uh, I know EOS has come out with software to help with managing all this now instead of doing it in Word or spreadsheets and things. So if you can, give us a short overview of what EOS is for those who don't know and as a refresher for those that do know. So EOS stands for the Entrepreneurial Operating System, and it is not a computer program. Imagine it is a people operating system. And I work with business owners and their leadership teams to get them better in three areas, vision, traction, and healthy. Vision from the standpoint that everyone in the organization is crystal clear on where you're going and how you're gonna get there. Traction, so wherever you look in the organization, you can see people that are executing on that vision with discipline and accountability and healthy so that you transform the leadership team into a cohesive, fun-loving group of people that actually like working together. Because the sad reality is that's not normally the case when it comes to leadership teams. So that's the overview of EOS. And yes, there's a lot of tools we use. We have the Vision Traction Organizer, which is really what the what we help identify where you're going and how you're going to get there. And then we start executing that. So you mentioned L10s, that's part of the meeting pulse that, that we instill and teach in EOS. And that just makes sure that the leadership teams are coming together, they're looking at the right things, they're talking about any issues that are coming up that are keeping them from achieving that vision. And there's a whole bunch of other tools behind all of that that can really help you kind of get, get a grip on your business so you feel like you're running the business rather than the business running you. 
Okay, I just heard three things. Vision, um, traction, traction, and... Oh, please. Okay. Yeah. So when you talk vision, is that typical of what we hear everybody talking about? You need a vision mission statement, or is it something more than that? Well, the vision is, you'll hear it, it's very similar. All the tools that we're using in EOS, they're practical real, real world tools that have been around for a hundred years. They'll probably be around for another thousand years. But what we've, this is the way we kind of bring them together, that actually makes it work. So we go through a high level process um, of answering eight questions. That's what's on the VTO, the Vision Traction Organizer. And anybody that's watching this would like a copy of it, I'm happy to send it to you. It's a very powerful, even if you're not implementing EOS, you can still use this tool. But it goes through it, identify what your core values are, what your core focus is, your 10-year target. So where do you want this organization to be 10 years from now or 20 years, 30, whatever that time period is important. And then we'll do a marketing strategy so we figure out who we need to talk to and what we need to say in order to get us to achieve that that 10-year target. And then we set a three-year picture and that's that that's the vision. And then the the last the last three questions are just that's the traction side, which is what's our one-year plan? What are our rocks? And then what are our issues? So rocks, you talked about climbing rocks. Rocks are your just your 90-day business priorities. So what are the most important things that your that your business needs to get completed in the next 90 days in order to achieve your one-year plan and your three-year picture? And we don't really we love talking, I love climbing rocks because when we're in session, we don't allow, we don't throw rocks, which means you can't just throw, tell somebody what they need to be working on together as a team. You you set your rocks. I understand an important part of the process too is that you you don't want these meetings to be long lengthy meetings the the L10s are intended to be very short and if there is an issue brought up or somebody wants to try pointing at somebody else somebody's responsible for taking charge being a uh, moderator in that and saying no we're going to put that off on some sort of separate issues list Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a couple questions in there, Paul. So first off, um, level 10, what that means is most people when they kind of rate their meetings when they come together somewhere between probably a four or five. So if you follow this, this meeting agenda that we've outlined, where the goal is to get you from that four to five or wherever you think you're at up to a 10. So that's where the L10 comes from. Thank we want to we score every meeting at the end of the meeting on a score from one to 10. And we want to get you guys to a 10. And so what we're doing is we're setting some, we're going to review our, our, our rocks to make sure that we're focused on the right priorities. We're going to review the scorecard to make sure we're hitting our numbers. We're going to make sure our customers or employees are happy. And then we kind of go down, we have some accountability with the to-do list and make sure that, that all of our to-dos are being to done every week. And then we start solving issues. And those are the most important things that you as a leadership team need to solve in the, during that meeting. And there's a very structured process that we teach on how to do that. So you actually identify the root cause of the problem, you discuss it, you solve it, and then you make it go away forever instead of it repeating and coming back time and time again, which is what normally happens when a leadership team gets together. Now that sounds very much like another very common thing called the five whys, where I I heard you digging down, finding out what the real problem is, and then solving that. Is that the statement? You know, it's, yeah, so so we use what we call IDS. The issue solving track is identify, and then discuss and solve. So identify is identify the root cause. And 
And I, what I find when I'm sitting in on L10s for my clients is they have a hard time. They, they don't spend a lot of time identifying and they start discussing and they just discuss the heck out of it and they never ever identify the root cause and they never really solve it. So yes, I teach my, my uh, clients use the five whys in order to just dig, 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 dig down until you identify what is the true root cause for this particular issue. Because once you identify that, then you can solve it. Okay. Um, so you just mentioned that, you know, you have clients to, using this particular process. And in fact, I did a little research and, you know, we're talking something in excess of a couple of dozen or more customers, clients that you've done this with. Uh, what types of clients do you find are doing it best? Is it manufacturing? Is it service oriented companies? Is it IT companies, uh, high tech, low tech? What, what kind of people benefit best? So here's the type of, of organization that's going to benefit the most from EOS. They're entrepreneurial. That's the first thing. They have somewhere between 10 and 250 employees. They're open-minded and growth-oriented, and they're willing to be vulnerable not only with themselves, but also with the people around them. And they're so much more afraid of the status quo than of change. So it's really the mindsets of, of the owner of the leadership team and their ability to implement EOS and be successful with it. As I've worked with manufacturing companies, construction companies, professional services, IT is part of that, um, nonprofits. I've actually shared some of the, these concepts with the pastor from our church, and he's actually implementing some of that and trying to figure out what the right structure is for the church using the, the visionary integrator, which we haven't talked about yet, kind of those different functions. So it's really about the mindset that is what makes EOS so successful. I, I picked up something that I'll probably use along the way. Uh, you said uh, afraid of status quo. So I often use ASK for always seek knowledge, mm -hmm. but now I can also use is, use ASQ for afraid of status quo. <laughs> yeah. For another mindset uh, for what people want to do. I like that. Um, when, when companies approach you, uh, kind of like what you just said with, they don't really identify the problem. Mm -hmm. So they probably approach you and say, well, I've got this problem. This is what I want to solve. And they haven't done those five whys. And so it's not really what they need. Uh, how do you, what do you see people most often approaching you with saying there's their problem? Is it sales or manufacturing or HR issues or something? And then what do you find sometimes is what they really need? So the, so it's interesting when I, um, the first step in the process is a 90 minute meeting. So I'll get the leadership team in a room and I'm going to explain all of EOS to them. And the thing that seems to resonate the most, well, there's a few of them. First off, the, the owner is frustrated. He's frustrated. He's working harder and harder and harder and not getting the results that he wants, or she's not having fun anymore. Like it used to be fun when we started this business and we had a great time and now it, I'm just, I don't enjoy it anymore. Uh, and some of the other things they're thinking of is I'm working harder, I'm not making as much money. I'm just, I'm just spinning my wheels and I'm not getting anywhere. And those are the things that, that when I start doing the 90 minute meeting that, that really starts to resonate. But I think the one that really kind of, for me that I've seen the, the one that's like, yep, I, I want this is most visionaries so these are the founders of the companies for the most part those visionaries 
they have not realized the vision that they have for their organization. And I think there's just a sadness in there and a frustration that when they hear that, that, that phrase, like we're going to help you achieve the vision that you have for your organization, that, that touches them. Hmm. So I, I, you don't know what, what's going to be that they're going to say, Hey, I want this, but those are the things I'm listening for. Um, and then once we do that, then, then they're, they're all on board. Cause they're like, Oh my gosh, I can see that EOS is going to help me get what I really want. Okay. So that, that's a good lead into what we talked about in advance a little bit. So, uh, you talked about healthy was the third thing after vision and traction. Yeah. So you just talked about getting the team to work together and, and different things. So I just finished binging on the first two seasons of Ted Lasso at the recommendation <laughs> of my son, uh, who's um, 40 years old, uh, chief technology officer of a startup that's grown from 4 million to 30 million in five years. And he's now got almost 100 people reporting to him from Brazil to uh, India. Uh, has to do a lot of things remotely and, and virtually and stuff. So um, you've seen some of Ted Lasso, I understand. I so yeah. what don't do you... ruin the ending for me. Okay. I haven't seen the end of season two. So <laughs> no, ruin it for me. I won't do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so what do you think of some of the things in coach Lasso's approach to building teams and, and what you end up having to do uh, with the, executive management teams that you're dealing with in terms of uh, things. And, and I'm thinking even simple things like, uh, I was thinking back my fraternity, you know, we have a special handshake. In scouts, we had a special handshake. And you watch Coach Lasso and you, you get some of those things where they have little things that become unique to them. One of which can be as simple as what's a rock, what's an issue, what's an L10. And they have that common language that they're talking about and become part of a Kind of an inner group so mm -hmm. expound if you would please on uh, anything you see between lasso's approach and eos well i i love ted lasso i just i love that show it's just feel good right and then it's funny adult humor so um, i just i'm i'm excited to finish season two you know i think one of the things that strikes me about ted lasso's approach to um to coaching is that it doesn't really feel like he's coaching like if you, it's so subtle that he's just kind of, he's just doing it, but you don't really realize that he's doing it until the end when you realize that he's done it. Like he's coached them. He's helped these individuals like reach their full potential. And I think EOS is like that. Uh, he was interviewed by, was it Trent Krim from the independent about what was the definition of offsides? And he, you know, he didn't know. And he said, I'll just know it when I see it. <laughs> yeah. I think when I see companies running on EOS, you know it you, you you don't have to say oh they're running on eos you can tell by their language like you said they're they're the way they express their core values the way they recognize core values with their their employees i've seen uh, some of my some of my connections who are aren't working for companies that are running eos they're not clients of mine but i can tell by their language on linkedin they're running on eos and so i think that's one of the parallels that i see between ted lasso's not really intense coaching but still really effective and eos is just something that once you see it you know you know that they're on it yeah to, to your point about they're not really knowing that they're being coached uh roy has a, a definite insights that, that oh no he's doing it to me again <laughs> <laughs> <I can see> <laughs> 
And you know, the other thing that um, I will just expand a little bit on um, on Ted Lasso is one of the tools we use, one of the things is we've got to get the right people in the right seats, that having the people component of EOS is really important. And right people are people that share your core values. Right seats means they're really good at their jobs. So Jamie Tart, right? He's yes. really, really good. He does not reflect the core values of what Ted Lasso is trying to create with his team. And Ted Lasso made the hard decision to bench him and eventually Rebecca got rid of him, right? Yes. Um, I know he comes back, but he made that hard decision because it wasn't what was best for the team to have Jamie there. And so he used what we would call the people analyzer in EOS in order to, um, to solve one of the problems. And the team was able to thrive even without him. I also see that the lasso approach is very good at uh, having some tough conversations, giving people the room to grow, to try to improve themselves. Mm -hmm. And I also see him using others to make those tough conversations. So he, he has some good lieutenants mm -hmm. uh, that help him get a message across so that he's not the only one doing it. And he, he maybe it puts himself up in a good guy, bad guy routine a little bit too, where he becomes the good guy, not always the bad guy and everything. Yeah, his, his leadership style is, like I said, it's subtle, but it's effective for the, the people he has around him. And he is constantly helping people achieve their potential. And it's, it, it, like I said, it's feel good. It's feel good TV. Okay, so you 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 mentioned um, vision, traction, and health, but I didn't hear about KPIs and uh, OKRs and balance scorecards and all of that other stuff that maybe that business owner wants to have in the the bottom line to to make profits for the business. Uh, tell me a little bit about where EOS takes those things. Okay, if you don't mind, I'm going to take a step back and I'm just going to say, so in EOS, we're trying to strengthen the six key components of running your business. And I'm going to give those two real quick. So vision, we talked about that in the vision traction organizer. So that's the first one. The second one is people, right? People, right seats mentioned that the other is data. So you're running your business on data and uh, um, objective information rather than emotions and egos where a lot of uh, entrepreneurial companies make their decisions. Issues is really, I talked about IDS, that's solving problems, setting them up, solving them, making them go away forever. Process components, making sure that you're getting the right and the best things done the right way and the same way every single time. And then traction is those rocks. So that's just making sure that you're executing on that vision with discipline and accountability. So I've just, that's the overview of the six key components of running your business. So the data component, the, one of the tools we use is a scorecard. And this is a different mindset for a lot of people like, oh yeah, we have a scorecard, we, we review it, and we review it weekly, we review it monthly, whatever that time period is. But what's a little bit different about an EOS uh, scorecard is that these are, these are predictive uh, measurables that are reviewed every week during your L10s. So that, these are things that people have within their control that will help you get a good pulse on the business. So oftentimes I had one client that's like, yeah, we review our, our scorecard every Friday. It took them three hours and the, the visionary said, and usually someone ends up in tears. So if you're doing it that way, that's not the right way to do it. <laughs> 
So if you're gonna give a measurable on your scorecard, make it something that people have a way to control, to impact, right? So if, if let's say revenue is one that usually ends up on a scorecard, right? Yeah. But what do you have to do in order to be able to hit your revenue numbers? Like what are those actions, those that um, actions that your employees need to take so that you can hit your revenue? And that's really what you wanna have on your scorecard. So what are those things that are within their control that can help you get where you wanna to go to hit your, your 90 day rocks, your one year plan, your three year picture. So it's a little different. And it's it's something that all of my clients, it takes them a while to kind of get their minds around how we're looking at scorecards. So from your experience, Paul, how does that how does that impact um, with your work with your clients? Well, I, I think you hit a key thing there because you said predictive not performance. So if we take the KPI, which is normally key performance indicators, one of which you say would typically be revenue, that's after the fact. Whereas what are the predictive things that you can be doing uh, to do that? So right now, all of my clients are dealing with supply chain issues galore, price increases from inflation, um, um, Containers, for instance, that have gone from three thousand twenty or thirty thousand uh, dollars for a shipping container now, uh, kinds of things. So those those are certainly predicting the profits and what you can do. On the sales side, uh, you you get to a little bit of looking at the behaviors of people mm -hmm. rather than well, did I close the sale? Well, how many calls <clears throat> did you make? How many whatever did you make? Do you have a milestone chart for the sales process for your funnel? And so I, 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 I'm picking up one good thing here is I'm going to start talking about key predictive indicators in the future instead of key performance indicators. Yeah, you might have less crying too during during your, <laughs> your scorecard review. <laughs> but it's tr it's interesting because you they revenue comes up and then and then you say to the salespeople, which is interesting. I'm like, so how many calls do you need, do you make a week? you know, however many I have. And I, I, you know, I tell my presidents, I'm like, that's a little wiggling. They do the wiggling, you know, like, oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, I'm like, well, you need to nail them down. Like they need a number because guess what? People will respect what the company inspects. And that's one of the, the premises of a scorecard is that you're, that this is, these are the numbers we have, we're reviewing them every week. So if you're not hitting your numbers, we need to talk about that. And that's one of the things that comes up in the L10. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure how long we've been, but I, I know that people uh, prefer that we make these shorter than longer. Um, I spent a good deal of my time in the transportation business. And so I really like the idea that this is based on the book Traction, that Traction <laughs> is that middle uh, thing between vision, traction, and, and healthy uh, team uh, uh, organization. Because to me, a lot of what I've been working on is uh, safety systems. And so keeping the car on the right path, keeping your business on the right path, keeping it from slipping out of control are all the kinds of things that come to mind. And going back to your, your comment about not meeting the owner's initial vision and stuff, well, it starts with, you know, here's where I want to go. You know, so when you get into your business path, into your car, you want to get someplace along the way. So I really like the traction things. Yeah. So I'm certain that there's going to be at least a few people that will want to reach out to you and talk further and, and possibly engage with you. So how can they reach out to Julie Marquis and um, talk with you further and learn more about EOS? 
Absolutely. You can find me on LinkedIn. It's Julie Marquis. Um, my website is eosworldwide.com slash Julie Marquis. It's, it's kind of a mouthful. So, or you can just email me at julie.marquis at eosworldwide.com. And, but probably the easiest way to find me is just type me in on LinkedIn and you'll be able to track me down. But if you want a copy of the VTO, happy to send it to you. Just reach out to me and just ask for it and I'll send it off and you can take a look at it. Okay. Any last uh, comments you want to make, Julie? Oh, Paul, I just, it's great to spend some time talking to you and, and finding how there's just some real commonalities between what you're doing and I'm doing. And ultimately what we want to do is just help businesses get what they want from their lives. So thank you. That's great. So thank you, everybody. This has been Paul Menig with Business Accelerants, uh, looking for ways to help you get more money out of your business and more time for your life. Thanks very much. Thank you. <laughs> so we'll stop the recording.